What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ. And his guest that never left, Sarah. And you're listening to Broadway with AJ. And Sarah. We're back and welcome. And I didn't even get a countdown today, guys. It, the countdown is like not even realistic. It's one, two, three, four, but it's Well, like I can't really see that. I know. It's, it's almost. Last week you gave me five and then it was nothing. <laughs> because I don't <laughs> know today what to do. I, And today I don't get anything. <laughs> um... Okay, so I feel like, well, everybody knows we're talking about theater camp today, but I feel like we should talk about... Everybody the, knows it. Everybody knows it. I feel like we should talk about the Rent podcast first because it's doing so well, and I just wanted to like thank everyone for listening to that one. Yes, mahalo. So, yeah. <laughs> it is now our most listened episode. So, yeah. And it was really fun because we got to be in person with um, our lovely friends from Rent. And yeah, definitely go out and see it. I saw they have a new promo code. Oh yeah, sure. they do have a new promo. Oh, what is it? Gosh. Kerching, because it was when Lucy goes kerching, kerching. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I think that's ten dollars off a ticket. So, yes. and they still have two more weekends. So if you are interested in that, then yeah, take that opportunity to go see Rent. Yes, and we also have to do our new segment, Story Time with Sarah. What's your story for this week? Oh my God, I didn't prepare anything. <laughs> I did not prepare anything. There's no. I, we won trivia the, last night. That's exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a story. What about Rajan eating up the couch? So now you have that pad that makes mm. god awful noise. When you touch so it. I have had no more gifts from Rajan. No more birds. Although I'm still triggered. Like I went to go do some gardening the other day, and there's like random feathers around our backyard. So I'm like waiting for other pieces of bird body. Anyways, yeah, um, we don't have a couch, or not a full couch right now. One of the arms is, like, kind of eaten off. One of the cushions is just gone, like the whole chaise. Our entryway had, like, this little, like, settee, and now that's gone. He does this weird thing that our other wine did as well, where he, like, opens the zipper to, like, get into the stuffing. Oh, gosh, and then that gets everywhere. Yeah, but, it, like, it's just kind of, like, <laughs> absurd how, like, delicate they are about getting inside and then, like, ah, like, going to town, <laughs> like, on everything there. So, yeah, um, this dog's super expensive. I mean, like, animals are expensive anyways, but... And I, I mean, I knew this. I knew this coming in to having a wine reiner. They're you're beautiful going on a trip dogs. Too, so you're worried about like. Yeah. So we got. I ordered a new couch, and it's in the box in the entryway. And I told Chris, I said, I'm not emotionally prepared to take this out of the box yet, because I'm I'm taking my kids to Disneyland this weekend, and I'm excited about that. Me and the boys are going to Disney bound as uh, Gravity Falls characters. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I'm super excited about that. So. Well, I do have one more thing that I wanted to share just because we're both wearing it today, but we oh. have merch. Yeah, and we, oh, we should take a picture. I know, I think okay. we'll post it. Um, Perfect. I, I, so I was pulling up the link to share it, and it's actually like the, the most ridiculous link ever. So what I'm going to say is, <laughs> if you'd like to check out our merch or even purchase our merch, head to um, the link in our bio on Instagram where you click to hear the podcast, and you'll see shop, what does it say? Let me see. I don't, I can't it see. Says, I'm just trying to get my parents just to listen to an episode. So it says shop our merch. Wait, your parents don't listen? I feel like they do. I feel like they say they're going to, but I don't think they actually have listened. I have some aunts. Thank you, my aunts. That are that, listening. That listen to it. Aunt Kathy, Aunt Kirsten. At this point, like, I can't even remember who I've told, but I just know that we had 
a surge of listeners after Rent. So it's fantastic. So it is fantastic. But yes, if you do want to support our merch or support us, you can go to um, the link in our bio on Instagram and click shop our merch, and you can check out all the fun stuff. There's shirts, hats, bags that don't say I love Josh Groban on it. It's, you know what, because I had already made him a bag that said Broadway with AJ and Sarah, and on the bag it was like the I Heart NY logo, but it said I Heart JG. I don't know why that was so hard for me to, like, I had to visualize it, because he loves Josh Groban. I have it right here. Oh, he, yeah, he does. It's his, it's his equipment thing. His is much lighter than my giant suitcase of crap well i feel like you you like bring in usually like all of our extra equipment and i just carry this stuff it's in. true you bring in an extra stand yes that's literally all so I that's bring. what you bring that's to the podcast <laughs> um okay well with all that stuff out of the way um, theater camp the movie theater camp the movie so we told everyone to watch theater camp so obviously if you haven't watched it then you should stop this podcast because we're going to be talking about it but um but go watch it because it was actually a really good movie i was gonna say or um, just watch it after yeah you could watch it. why <laughs> else some people are gonna be like i feel left out but you know um i gave uh, so i was looking at the reviews on imdb because i'm just kind of nerdy in that way and it has a seven out of ten which is pretty good for like a for like an indie film. I'm going to consider this like an indie film. No, it definitely is an indie film and it was like um I didn't I didn't watch it, but uh it was at Sundance and they did like a live performance and stuff like that, yeah, which I so thought was kind of fun. It said like if you scroll down on IMDb, it mm-hmm. says that it's a remake of Theater Camp that was like a little short comedy mm-hmm. film. So I'm assuming that's what they did and they just turned it into a movie. And I have to say, I was kind of, like, into it the whole time. And it wasn't a super long movie. It was only, like, an hour and 30 minutes. And even if you're not a theater fan, I would say it's still kind of a cool movie. It is. It's a mockumentary. Mm -hmm. So if you, especially if you like that style of movie, like, I think it's really great. It was in, it was actually, like, in the theaters for a hot minute. And we tried to, like, it was in August. And we tried to go see it, like, with a group of theater people. And then everybody was, like, actually doing theater or, in my case, just traveling. And we never got to see it. So we watched it just by ourselves at home. (laughs) was less exciting but um it's 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 a good one so it's a mockumentary and it takes um place at this theater camp where the woman that's in charge of it um it's played by what's her name joan but it's played by amy sedaris is that who it is yes who i love oh yeah no she's hilarious she's hilarious and the thing is is she's really funny in this but she's not like her typical like um extra crazy wacky you know what i mean right and she's only in it for like a short period of time oh yeah 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 i mean she's mentioned a lot and then she kind of comes back at the end but she like bookends the movie um but you know there's this camp that's kind of struggling anyways it's a summer camp for kids that are obviously into theater and um then she has a, a health concern and so then the camp is being taken over by her son troy who is not a theater kid. not a theater person he's kind of more like a tiktoker and like has some sort of like guy that's a cameraman following him <laughs> around um and just very into you know like pop culture and stuff and it, it does not relate to anybody staff or youth at this camp <laughs> and it's kind of about you know the transformation that he has and this camp that's just willing itself to go on and i think i really do feel like this movie is a love letter to 
the theater community. I think people are going to enjoy it, whether you're a theater person or not, but I think especially, like, even if it just at some point in your life you did a show, like, I think you're going to it, love it, had it. Some Yeah, like, it had some really great moments for, mm-hmm. for people who are theater folk. One of them, I'll say, was, like, kind of when they were doing the auditions for the show. Yeah. And they had kind of, like, that... that that guy, he was singing Wicked, like Defying Gravity, and then right. like, the, like the power cut out or something, like right before his note. And this isn't like a spoiler or anything, but, and he was just like, wait, you cut off my big note. And like the way he said it, it was just so, you know, it was so rep- like, um, it just reminded me of like all those people who like just get super into like super certain songs of musical theater. And I don't know, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of nerdy, but also fun. But I mean, it was like they were poking fun at theater in a, in a yeah. loving way. I mean, like the opening, so there's Ben Platt and um, oh, what's Molly Molly's Gordon. Molly Gordon? Uh, Rebecca um, Diane is her character's name. Right. So the two of them are like the the musical people, and like their first opening rehearsal, they were just like, "This is gonna be the most emotional thing," and uh, just get ready because this is gonna destroy you. And you're the best of the best, and we just want to make. And I was like, I feel like that is some iteration of every first <laughs> rehearsal. You know, like I mean, you could be doing like the dumbest show in the world, and they're like this is, you know, this is going to change people's lives. And you're like, yes. okay, is, is it going to change? Is it, is it going to, it's the, you know, the story of the muffin man. Like, I'm not sure it is, <laughs> but you know, um, what's cool though is, um, for those who don't know, Ben Platt and Molly Gordon actually are childhood friends. So mm-hmm. like those, there's clips throughout the show or throughout the movie of, of like them in little productions, like as kids that are supposed and to it's be actually them. but it's actually them. And it's kind of cool because, um, it looks like Molly Gordon wrote it um, or directed it. Yeah, I believe directed it. I think it. she did both. Oh, she did both. Yeah, also There's with a Ben couple Platt of them that and then both. Noah Galvin, who's um, Ben's fiance. Um, they all kind of collaborated on it together. So mm-hmm. um, it, it is. It's definitely like a like a love letter to theater. I would say. Um, and it almost it almost kind of reminded me of like The Office. Did you feel that like that kind of humor? Yeah, I mean, it was very, it's very dry. Like, it's like super dry. I don't want to say it's like sarcastic because it's really not, but it is very dry. It's not, um, I mean, some of the things are like laugh out loud, but a lot of it's like the more I was thinking about the jokes and it's like a situational comedy. Right. Yeah. So it's the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh my God, that's so fucking funny. Like yes. it was just, I, once I had time to like ruminate on it. And so there's, uh, there's like, besides the two of them that are doing the musicals, um, from our lovely production of Town, Nathan Lee Graham, he plays the, uh, and he was the Hermes in Hades. And he plays the guy in charge of dance. Right. (laughs) Um, And it was just like, it was hilarious. Like, he was hilarious at his part. There was also, who was the girl that played the stage combat? Oh, that was the girl who, like, lied on her resume, Yeah, so there there was one character who lied, and then she's there, and she's, like, asking people, like, to describe her job. Is it it Janet Walsh, the girl who plays Janet Walsh, A.O. Edibri? I can't see it right now, but probably yes. And she just did a great job because she was like, I lied, but she was kind of embracing it and trying to like, she was funny because she brought this like sense of like somebody that was not used to theater folk, like kind of coming into this and being like deer in headlights and being like, this is not, this is not 100% normal like for she people wanted, yeah, she to be like acting like job. this. Yeah. But I mean, just that kind of like that perspective like things that we in the theater community think are just super normal and like reactions you know that people have because people do in theater like have 
very just like life and death scenario almost about things that are not life like and mega death. dramatic yeah they're like you know like this wig is gonna fully impact everybody's life for the rest of their days and it's like is it is it is it okay the the costumer was hilarious Oh my god! It was like the super. There's flamboyant. been a narc. Yes, and then and then like when they were backstage, and he was just like, "I was really upset with you guys five minutes ago, but I'm over it." Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> like that. That's and that's like the so thing accurate. is like all of these people, like they're kind of like I think they're meant to be presented as caricatures of theater people, yes. but they're not really. They're actually just fairly accurate it's of fairly accurate. everybody in theater. The divas, the people. I mean, and the thing is, so this was a mockumentary, so it was meant to be funny, but it really had some, like, truths about it. And not just theater. Like, at the end, um, I don't care. I'm full of spoilers anyways because mm-hmm. my memory's Well, I mean, at this point, they've anyways. seen it, right? Yeah. I mean, we're yes, everybody talking. stopped at the podcast yes. to go take an hour and a half off to, <laughs> to, watch. to watch it and then come back immediately <laughs> to listen <laughs> to, to the rest of it. But, like, um, that um, Ben Platt and Molly's character... At the end, you know, they were having these, you know, real discussions about where they wanted their lives to be going, you know, and I thought that that was just very poignant that they were, I don't don't know, how old were they supposed to be in this? Early 30s, maybe? I would say early 30s or maybe late 20s. Like, they're supposed to be pretty young, right? They were youngish, but I feel like they were at a point in their lives where, you know, they're having this discussion of like is this really like the rest of our lives? Like we said that this was going to be our life and they're not romantic in it. They're like best friends. They're well, they're, well, she's in love with him, but he's, he's gay, gay. So, but it was funny how like he kept saying throughout the movie, like I thought the goal was that we were supposed to be aspiring actors. And like, that was the goal was like to just be an aspiring actor, yeah. but not actually be an actor. Yes. Like, <laughs> it was like to teach theater, but like, right. to be... yeah, exactly. But then at the end she's like, well, how long does that, last you know and I feel like that is a theme that resonates I mean with with most adults with a lot of people who want to do theater but are torn you know well I think any profession Mm -hmm. I mean especially theater because it's kind of like this thing that's you know an unrealistic actual occupation Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not like saying that to Matt sorry I love all my friends that are actors but I'm saying that's the perception of it no yeah I, I was gonna say it is yeah it's, it's the perception, perception of it um and you, but I mean somebody's got to do it too like somebody has to make it mm-hmm. you know I mean so like I've never like tried to pursue being a professional but I'm gonna like kind of go this over towards like my running and again I'm not a professional athlete either but I learned you know, early in my adulthood that I'm good at endurance running. Okay. Like I'm like, what if I run a mile or 26 miles is the same pace. Really? Yeah. So I may as well just run. I may as well just do endurance running. And as I kept getting older and older, like, cause like about every like five years, like your age category, like you get bumped up. Uh, the field started thinning like quite heavily. (laughs) And I mean, like I've like, was training and still doing good but like there weren't as many people so I was doing better and better and I feel like kind of at a certain point acting is a little bit of that if you're somebody mm-hmm. that's like continuing on and like paying your dues that the roles get you know the more, roles get yeah, more limited they get more limited but maybe there's not as, I don't know maybe there's not as many people I don't know right but I mean at the end of the show or the movie, you know, they're having these discussions about what is kind of like the next stage of life and how is, you know, theater going to be 
part of it or how mm-hmm. is acting going to be part of it? And they're kind of diverging. And I feel like that's a really like poignant moment in the movie. And this movie's just kind of been a, a funny thing. And then it like just is real about, you know, the direction of their lives. And I really, I actually enjoyed that because I thought this, my expectation for the movie was that it was just going to be, you know, like a funny movie mm-hmm. the entire time. And that it had something that really like stayed with me. You know, I, I think that was really special that a film can, can incorporate that. Guys, I don't know what I've just talked about for the past five minutes. So no. hopefully somebody, hopefully somebody knows what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not going. I'm following through, you. I didn't lose. You. I mean, I'm not like going through a midlife crisis. I feel like I have been for like ten years now. So um, I guess I am, and I'm not. So this really is stuck with. I don't, how long are these midlife crises supposed to last? It someone, feels like it feels like a while. Someone let Sarah know, please. Please, somebody let me know. Is this? One decade or two. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, of course, it wouldn't be a theater movie without, like, a killer, like, cheesy but also kind of good song at the end that kind of worked. Like that Camp Isn't Home song. (laughs) Well, and they have the underdog, too, the tech guy. Who, like, came through and saved the show. He did. What a legend. It was, like, secretly brilliant. (laughs) And everyone everyone was like, God, he's good. (laughs) Well, because that's in the beginning. Like, he's like, and an actor might do this, and then he's brilliant. And then he's like, and a dancer might do this, because he's, like, teaching them how to do follow spots. (laughs) And all the tech kids are like, (laughs) They don't know what to do. (laughs) But they were like, yeah, he is. He's he's good. Like, I think there was like a moment where like Ben was sitting there and he was like, Oh my God, what's his name? He's like, Oh my God, Glenn is so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that's so like, like the, the way that they were all just like slowly realizing that like that was him. And then they were like, Oh my God, he's really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a real moment for sure. But the song was actually pretty good. And I looked it up and it was written by him. Noah, who? Noah Galvin. Oh, okay. Um, who was singing it. And then I believe it was also written by Ben Platt and Molly Gordon. Like, they nice. all kind of collaborated on it. God, this sounds like just such a fun project. I feel like it Don't was a think? fun project for them. And oh, I wish we were more talented at writing. Sarah, we could do it. I mean, we could do anything we set our minds to. Okay. <laughs> I'm still in my first decade. Of... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm reading the box office info, and it said that it grossed $4 million in the box office, which is pretty good. What was their budget? Um, it says the budget was, I don't know. It doesn't say. <laughs> but, Five million. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I hope they didn't, you know, go under because that would not be good. But I want to find out. Okay. So remember at the beginning, they're like announcing um, the musicals. Yes. And that then, song was so brilliant. That the they were song doing. was brilliant. And then the um, the previous musicals. It was, oh, God. I'm looking for a picture of it because I can't remember. But w- one of them was like a Hanukkah divorce. Okay, well, Sarah I can't, can't find, find it. I can't find thing. it. But Okay, so watch. The the and show announcements is like a hilarious little song that they do at the beginning. And I can't find a clip of it. And I'm not signed into Hulu. And I don't know what my password is. It's just <laughs> there's a lot of things that She's are not. She's all texting Chris. Chris, what's the Hulu password <laughs> I know. Right I now? feel bad. Like, this is very important, <laughs> sir. Please stop work for this. Um, but it's like they show they don't say them in the song but they show like um posters of the previous shows and they're just hilarious titles and i'm very intrigued about those shows <laughs> as well um anyways oh goodness yeah so the the campus and home song is written by ben platt molly gordon nick lieberman and noah galvin oh 
was weird if you were not invited to join in <laughs> yeah, writing I'm not, I'm that, not writing that song. song. No, but it's so funny because we were just playing it and it starts off with that, you know, a girl with an open snapple. Because <laughs> it's written at like a really awkward part of the movie where like there's like this pivotal moment, you know, happening. And right. So it's kind of, you kind of have to watch oh it. Oh my God. That's the most hilarious part too of the movie where they've just done this dramatic thing and they're live streaming this to uh, the woman, the camp founders. Who um, I thought was actually dead. I didn't realize until the end that she was in a coma. No, they said that like a million times because in the beginning they're like, she's watching us from not quite above. Like, Oh, I thought that they were just dancing around the fact that she was literally dead. Oh, not wanting like to tell the kids type thing. Yes, that's what no, I thought she it was. was. Just, she was in a coma, but they're live streaming it to her to like inspire her and blah, blah, blah. And it turns out the sun picked the wrong woman in the <laughs> and, then, and then the lady's like that was phenomenal and, like, and it did it it got her out of her coma but she wasn't the actual intended target <laughs> which i just thought was like a very funny and it was it was good because it had been like just this very serious part of the movie very emotional and then there was like this comedic break right, right. there i like how um well, just going back real quick to the show announcements thing. I know we're jumping cats, around. Cats, immersive like, cats. Cats, immersive. But like, and then they were doing like the Crucible Junior in Andrew Lloyd Webber style. <laughs> it's like, like just the, the the jokes that they had in there and they're during the show announcement right. thing was just hilarious. And I felt like, I felt like Ben Platt and Molly Gordon's character was like it was meant to be taken like super seriously, but like also kind of not. Yeah. Because they were like just so like. But I think they were accurate portrayals but just you know allowing us to laugh at ourselves and the ridiculousness right right so did you ever go to theater camp when you were younger no i never i did um actually yeah i did i mean um well if caitlin foley's listening we both did kirk community center together and they had oh my god i did kirk community center way back in the day did you really? Yeah, that place still looks exactly the same, by the it way. It does, but not the inside. I went there to vote oh. <laughs> last year, and it was definitely not the same. Uh, wait, why am I just figuring this out? Was Carol your... I don't remember who my person... I went there for, like, a singing camp. Okay, so they used to do this thing, if, you, if you're listening back in the... I know Tyler Harding listens, and he, I did Kirk with him. Hi, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Um, so they did these things where it was like you did... A theater camp, it's not like that you go and spend the night there, obviously. But right, it no, was it's like, a day camp. It was like a day camp, but yeah. you had to do one of those camps in order to do one of the shows. Oh, okay, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like we would, you know, I, I think one of my And camps those shows like, were like just janky in like the cafeteria there. Yeah, I mean, it was like total like i've been to some of the shows that they did not get the rights to that like <laughs> it was like it was like snow white that they just decided to like do mm-hmm. and, and yeah. just charge people money for yep. um i think which is why they eventually got shut down which is kind of sad because that was like you know no they were fun little camps it was fun you know? little camps i still have all the videos my parents used do to record you? yeah even though carol hated being on camera like there was actually a video of my dad like recording her and she got so pissed and it was really funny um, <laughs> memories <laughs> memories of theater camp but yeah so i did i did do kirk but other than that like i didn't go to like a sleepaway camp for theater like i actually is there any of those around well here? i'm not even sure in our immediate area there is i went to sleepaway camp but not for like theater because this takes place in like upstate new york which i'm sure yeah. they have they have a theater camp up there probably or somewhere in like the east coast region like jersey or pennsylvania i'm mm-hmm. sure but um but what do we know what do we know? Yeah. Not much. No. <laughs> well, we can't really do like a star rating for the movie, but I, I, I would give it a seven out of 10, like, cause the IMDb said a seven out of 10 and I would give it a seven. Really? 
Yeah. See, I feel like I liked it more than that. Like, oh, I want to. Really? You would put it up so, higher. So, yeah, I feel like I'm going to go at least an eight. It, it's a movie oh. that, like, I would watch again. I probably will watch it again. It's funny. I, I mean, well, and like Tristan kept walking in at different parts of it, and he's like, "What's going on?" I was like, "No." You either sit down and watch the entire movie with me. I'm not going to keep you updated every 20 minutes when you walk in here on what's happening. But I don't know. I just, yeah, I feel like the more I'm thinking about jokes, the funnier it is. And I want to watch it again. I, yeah, I'm going with at least an eight. I'm disagreeing with IMDb and the 8.7 thousand people that voted for this. I guess agree to disagree. And the, the kids, 000. that's what it says. That's what it says. And the kids in the movie are like so talented. I mean, I'm oh yes, for definitely sure. jealous of like some 12 year olds. But I, I like that there was like a diverse, because honestly, like, Musical theater is so diverse, but, mm-hmm. like, I like that there was, like, some people that were really tall. And then there was, like, that one girl that was, like, really short and tiny, but, like, she sang really good. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the cast was just, you know, accurately diverse in that sense. Yeah. No, they were. They were. And they had all these people that were, you know, in niches, too. Like, the mm-hmm. kids that were the techies, the kids that were the dancers, the kids that... Well, I'm not sure what we'd call the group that did the stage combat slash mask work. That's remember the lady also she's like and with a mask we can do this and she start doing like some sort of MC yeah. Hammer like dance across the stage and um I don't know I just it was a feel good movie I love it I love and I love theater movies like in general um like like videos of musicals and stuff but I think this is kind of special that it's kind of like a behind the scenesy mm-hmm. type like it, one It would be a good like movie to like show your class right or like a class it's pg-13 and i don't remember exactly why so i feel like i would need to rewatch it rewatch it to see i don't think there's any bad was there any bad words or anything like that i can't remember i just can't remember i'd need to actually i think there's like one f word so probably not well i feel like more just situationally i need to rewatch and see what they're talking about because like like i'd be fine with my kids watching it but like as a teacher and i have kids like 11 to 13 ish like I want to be respectful that some other parents are way more conservative with their children. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I want to be, I do want to be respectful of that. That Okay, but I now I'm getting like a vivid flashback of like when we watched <laughs> Meet Me in St. Louis in your class. I love that movie. I love that movie too, but it's like super controversial now. Did you hear about like, the, well, I mean, I guess it's, there's nothing really to be heard about, but. That she's a hobo? No, isn't there like the isn't like they're like the like the blackface in it now? No, that was Holiday Inn that we oh, watched. Oh, that was Holiday Inn. That was which is also a great film. <laughs> it really is, but they do have blackface in it, which I guess I just I was like this was the time period. That's like true. this was I mean, there's nothing you could do to change um, the movie. But I didn't I will say like um cuz I had some parents that were pissed did you at me. They were pissed like my daughter came home and was confused and I was like so I do see that that was a shortcoming of, I oh my I God, I have to tell you a story about that too. So, Please do. <laughs> so it, as a teacher, I should have said, you know, this is something that was very common in, you know, the thirties and forties, like to be done in, well, film. just in performances, but in film, um, especially because, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I didn't. And it's like something that these kids had never seen in film before. So it was really confusing. A lot of mm-hmm. them did not watch, you know, black and white films or classic films, and they had no clue what was going on. So I should have, 
I should have really prefaced that for the class. And I didn't think it was horrible, but I just, I mean, it, well, I mean, the and it's act just, is horrible, it's, it's but I mean, one scene, it's one scene and they're like, cause they're having like a, <laughs> cause the holiday and they have like all these different holidays that they celebrate and have musicals with. It's basically just an excuse to have one show after another. Right. And it was for Abraham Lincoln and it was like the slaves, but they decided to just do it in blackface. It was, it was not the best choice, you know? <laughs> Anyways, something I should have done better, but I had one mom, she was pissed about it. Her daughter was so confused and she's probably going to be confused to this day and have lots of therapy because I showed her Holiday Inn. And so I went to call her back. Her name was Jen. I don't remember her last name, but there's 7 million Jens from the 80s, so it's okay. She's still anonymous. From the 80s? Yeah, it's a very popular name from the 80s. Jennifer? Oh, I didn't know that was like an 80s name. I thought it was like a newer no. Oh, okay. No, okay. like there are a million women in in their 40s that are named Jennifer. Okay, okay, I got it. Yeah. And so um, I go to call her back. Coincidentally, Xander's kindergarten teacher's name was Jen. And Oh, Jesus. So I call her back and I leave a voicemail for Jen who was like, hey, it's Jen, leave a voicemail. It was Xander's kindergarten teacher. And I was like, I am so sorry about the black face. And like, <laughs> I will, you know, I will explain things and we'll have like a follow up about this, a debrief, you know, da, 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 da. And then like the next morning at like drop off, the teacher's like, um, I don't know exactly what that message was about. And maybe it wasn't for me. And I was like, Oh, like she wasn't. Okay, so you called the wrong Jennifer. I called the wrong Jen. I, I was called, thinking that she was also Xander's kindergarten teacher. No, okay. I called and apologized and had this long message sent to Xander's kindergarten teacher about blackface <laughs> and how I will not be showing any more blackface in class. Wait, that's actually such a Sarah story. <laughs> and, like, and I was like, okay. And then I was like, and then, but I had, um, I wasn't good about like, if you're in my phone, you know you have a weird contact. Um, like, Justin, I know you... Well, we'll see if you listen to the podcast. I know you do listen to it sometimes because you give us feedback about sound. But um, you're, Justin, something that starts with a K um, as your name. So I have people with weird... You know, like, so she was Jen Curly Hair. But that's that's my problem is there's multiple Jens with curly hair. What is mine? Just AJ? I think so. There's only one AJ. Can't yeah. Replicate it. It's true. Okay. Tressa though, she has me in her phone as, you know, when like somebody starts texting you, you don't have their contact saves, saved and it says maybe Sarah Dorte. Yeah. So mine said maybe AJ Jafari and now she changed it to actually AJ Jafari. Actually AJ. <laughs> I thought that was super funny. I think that is funny. <laughs> I think that I like, you know what? I like keeping my first impression contact listings. Wow. For the most part. I'm, I'm visualizing some of these first impressions that you probably had for certain people on your phone. Yeah. And Get ready, guys. <laughs> what their name would be in I there. feel like that would be an interesting conversation starter is like, what do you have me saved as in your phone? I have Sarah Duarte with a picture of you chugging the wine. <laughs> By the way, I was not actually chugging wine fake, in that photo. But... but I was making fun of being a housewife. This was back in the days when I thought I was retired. That, that was short-lived. Mm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dare to dream, Sarah. To you dream. reach for those stars. <laughs> um, well, is there anything else we wanted to add other than that people should go see 
or should yeah. So it's on Hulu. So it's on Hulu. If you don't have a subscription, um, we should just have a watch party at my house. I have one of those giant inflatable movie screens. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, we should for the backyard. Everybody can just bring your own bean bag or lawn chair, I guess. B Y O B B B. Bring your own bean. Bring um, your own bean bag, bitches. <laughs> But it's a great movie. So uh, honestly, it's great. It's an eight out of ten or seven point one out of ten according to IMDb. But what and do they know? Seven thousand people. <laughs> this is what it says there. Eight point seven k. Um, oh, and I love that Ben Platt was playing somebody his age. It's great. Okay, do you actually not like Dear Evan Hansen? Because like, are you one of those people who? I like it because I like him in the show. The movie. I don't think it was the greatest movie musical. Yeah. And I I mean, I acknowledge that like adults play teens in musicals a lot, but like he's adult adult. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. I just don't know if I could have pictured anybody else playing that role in the movie. Like I didn't like, cause there was a lot of hate that he was getting online for like doing the role and everything. I don't hate him for it. I just but... feel like it was, I feel like the movie just, and I know COVID like threw wrenches into the system, but mm-hmm. I feel like even before COVID, like it should have been made and would have been, I think it would have been more successful if it had been made three years before mm-hmm. it had been originally proposed to be made. Right. So I don't know what the story was. Cause I'm sure, I'm sure there was a lot of drama going into it. I felt like speaking of m- movie musicals, I really like, I have high hopes for this wicked movie, but oh, I don't have high hopes. You're just going to be disappointed i know and that's why i'm starting to think this like is what i'm just that's in life I think, aj i know no you're right i you're right leave the bar I, low i think but it's like it's so funny because wicked is such an iconic musical right it's been on broadway for it's it's up there well, and like, you love it you love i love it. wicked i know a lot of other people do it's one of the longest running of us broadway shows of all time and um if and only it's like, josh groban was in it if only... <laughs> okay um <laughs> Okay, go on. Sorry. No, Didn't mean okay. to distract okay. you with the thought of Josh Groban. It's okay. No, I was just... <laughs> <laughs> I love him, but, you know, I don't think he would fit in that, that musical. Um, I feel like, why has it taken them so long to just make a musical of it? And, and like, now there's just such high expectations for the theater community, at least in my opinion. So See, I, I don't really, think it's going to do that well. I'm, I think I'm, it's another one of those situations where it's a little bit too late. Right, because it's been so long, mm-hmm. and now it's going to be two movies, which I also hate. Yeah, like it's, it's so it's coming out next Thanksgiving. I thought it was this Thanksgiving because no. we've been hearing so much about it, but then you reminded me that no, that's... it's literally November of 2024, and then the second movie is going to be in 2025, and I'm like, so apparently it's going to stop or it's going to end at Defying Gravity, mm-hmm. and then it's going to continue past that point. So I just don't know, like, how that's going to do. Like, I'd, I think I'd rather just have one long movie. Wouldn't you? I don't. No, I want it to be one thing, like, sitting in a musical. And I think that's not unreasonable, because we have these, like, long action movies that are, like, two and a half, three hours. So I feel like right. if people want to see it, then they'll sit through that amount of time. And Oppenheimer was, like, three hours. So if- I never saw it. Yeah, I never saw it either because I was like, I don't know if I want to sit there and watch that for that long. But if it's a musical that we all know and love, I feel like that would be, I don't know, I just feel like that would be good. I think they're just being greedy. They are. They want two movies for that reason, I think. Yeah. Well, and they probably had a budget that requires that they 
split it that they split it to make more money wouldn't you think i would think so because i would assume it's a high budget movie i I will say the visuals look good so far and from what i heard like i heard Mm -hmm. clips of the soundtrack and it it does sound like really good so i guess we'll have to wait and see we'll have to wait and see um well sarah and i are gonna wrap it up but what's next week we're going to be going to see Disenchanted at Three Below. Oh, yeah. San Jose Playhouse. Okay. I'm excited for yes. that. And then following that, we'll have Sweeney Todd at Sunnyvale. Mm-hmm. So um, stay tuned for that, guys. And yeah, buy our merch. <laughs> Sarah, do you want to lead us out? All right, guys. Happy viewing of Theater Camp the Movie. And Ooh. see you, suckas. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. As always, follow me on Instagram at Broadway with AJ for my reviews of all the shows we attend. And feel free to message us if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss on the podcast. Until next time, this was Broadway with AJ and Sarah. Sarah.